Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. Friends, I'm so excited about today's episode. Today, we're talking about how to make cooking more fun and less stressful. Now, if you've been listening to Girls' Night for a while, you know that I absolutely love food. I can tell you exactly what I've eaten on every single one of my birthdays, and I'm pretty sure that great restaurants are my love language. The trick to this is that I would much rather someone else make food than me try to cook it myself. Can anyone else relate? But cooking is an incredible thing and it's something I want to get better at and it's a necessity of our everyday lives. And so I wanted to talk with someone who can simplify this for us and help us become more confident in the kitchen. And today's guest is going to do just that. Our guest for today's episode is Bree McCoy. I recently received Bree's cookbook in the mail and it's called The Cook's Book. Recipes for Keeps and Essential Techniques to Master Everyday Cooking, and I fell in love. Brie calls herself an accidental home cook, which she'll explain more in the episode, but she truly fell in love with cooking and is here to teach us some of the things she learned along the way. In this episode, she shares how to make a meal plan, how to tweak recipes and your kitchen to fit your personal taste. She talks about the staples that we should all have in our pantry, and she even shares some of her favorite recipes from her cookbook. My mouth is watering just thinking about them. We finished this episode and we're both so hungry. Friends, if you're a beginner in the kitchen like me, I love that there are ways to make this more enjoyable and Brie is gonna tell us how. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing. That is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. 
If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friendship. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Friends, I am so excited for who you get to meet today. I'm sitting here with my new friend, Bree McCoy. Bree, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about our conversation. Me too. Um, I received your book. Well, we'll talk... Okay, before I get into this, tell us who you are, what you do, and a fun fact about yourself. My name is Brie McCoy, and I consider myself an accidental home cook turned cookbook author. I recently published the Cook's Book. That's my first cookbook. And a fun fact about myself is, I think like three years ago, I this is one of the best things I think I've ever done for myself. Three years ago, I decided to get uh, laser hair removal on my legs and armpits. And it is changed. It actually changed my life. Like it has actually changed my life. That is like saves you so much time. Saves Showers you. are like, so, like I'm like, oh, wash my hair. I'm done. 
Like, is this what boys have always been doing? Like, I, right? Uh-huh. The summers yeah. are so nice because I'm never like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, wait, I have to go, I have to go shave real quick or anything. And uh-huh. I just like being smooth. I like, I'm no shame to anyone who likes their hair. I, hair is great. I like to be smooth. And so I'm like, I'm not dealing with it anymore. And I would get like razor bumps all the time on my oh, legs because yeah. I have sensitive skin. Same. So I'm like, this is the best, this is like the best kept secret. I wish someone would have told me about it. Oh, you know, I wish I would have done it sooner. Um, I have looked into it. I have blonde hair though, and it doesn't pick up. Like it has to have some pigment. So I do, I do have some darker hair on my legs now. So I'm like, maybe now's my time. Yes. Uh, but blondes, it's like, we're the exception to the rule. It stinks. It's so true. And I'm not a natural blonde, so it worked for me. And you get the best of both worlds. Yes. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Um, that is so fun. That's that is a really good fun fact, and I'm very jealous. Um, <laughs> it's great. We, we went to the pool like not that long ago, and I was like, uh, "I'm in a shower real quick." And my husband's like, "Why? We're going to the pool." And I'm like, "I don't want to like fully explain to you. like, <laughs> yeah, you, you just can't go to the pool, my friends. You have to no. take care of some business first. Yeah, gotta take care of it exactly." Oh my gosh, I travel. When I travel, no razor, no shaving cream. That's the other thing. I'm like, I'm just telling you, it is so worth it. It is worth every single penny, every single penny. But that is a good tip. If you're blonde, if your hair is blonde, they should tell you though. They should, they should be able to tell you, like, oh no, it's too blonde for this. Um, That is, I love it. Everyone just added that to their their wish list. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Brie, I am so happy to talk to you. Um, I was sent your book, which happens when you have a podcast, you get a lot of books in the mail, but it's very fun. Um, and I am like a want to be food writer, food show host, critic, um, restaurant, like uh, restaurateur, but I don't like to cook. <laughs> like I'm oh, not good at that. it. But I love food. I love food. I'm so interested in it. All the shows I watch are about food. Like food blogs are like, oh, it's just such a happy place for me. And I just don't like actually make anything. Um, <laughs> people who've been listening to the show for a while know this about me. But that's why when I saw your book come through, first of all, it's beautiful. Thank Second you. of all, like this might be one of my biggest weaknesses as an adult. And so that's why like I, I need to talk to someone who loves this and is good at this and can help us make this easier. Because the shocking thing is that three times a day, we have to right. like eat. And I, and like my kids are hungry and I'm confused. Like again, like didn't we just do this? So anyway, I'm very much hoping that you can uh, like make this just a little bit easier for us. Oh yes, that is the whole, that's the whole goal with the book. I mean, I was the same way when I started out. I was like, what I bring to the table is I can eat. That's my gift. Like I love good food. I love to go to fun restaurants. I love to travel. Like when I travel, it's like we're traveling to eat. Yes. Like that's the plan. Yes. And everything on the agenda is just for our the next meal. Uh-huh. It's like, are we going on a hike? It's so that I can have my next meal, like so that I get hungry again. So it's I can have my next biding meal. time in between yes. lunch and dinner. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so I was the same way. I was like, and then and I really was like, I don't think I need to learn how to cook. I was like, I think Jeremy can learn how to cook. That sounds fine. Mm-hmm. That how sounds did, great. So how did this all how did you become like how did you go from being like, I mean, I love food, but I don't really like cooking to a cookbook author? Tell us about your journey. That was 
Yeah, it was, I, I, no one saw it coming. Literally no one saw it coming. Uh, but basically I was newly married to Jeremy and we were like very quickly going to go into what I call Thai takeout debt because we were just like ordering food every night. And Jeremy was like, hey, like there's a better way. <laughs> we we, we got to figure something out here. And I truly was like, oh my gosh, we're going to go, we're going to go hungry. That's what's going to happen. But he said like, I, like I'll learn to cook or we can learn to cook. And I was like, yeah, you learn, you learn to cook. And <laughs> the problem with that was he, I worked from home and he worked, he's in the military. So he like went into an office and by the time he got home, I was like, so hungry. I was starving. And that's, and so then I would order takeout. And so I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to figure this out because again, I want to eat. And so it was really like an, a means to an end. Like I was like, I want to eat. So I got to cook food. So I went into Barnes and Noble and grabbed cooking light, which I thought was like, like light cooking. I didn't realize it was healthy cooking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, oh, we're cooking light. Like, yeah. Not, not heavy on the cooking. And Easy so, button. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I was like, this is great. And then I was cooking through it and I was like, this is healthy cooking, but still. I was like, there's still a lot happening, but mm -hmm. still. Um, and so I cooked my way through that cookbook and I realized like, oh my gosh, wait, I really like this. It, like, it, became, it was like a hobby. It became very fun. Did you, when was this? How long, like? I think it would, I think probably like six months into cooking, I was okay. like, oh, I love this. It just became, it was like a very nice break from my work day. Mm -hmm. And I would, you know, be listening to a favorite podcast or music or, you know, I kind of made it a fun little, maybe a favorite drink while I was cooking. And it just kind of became this more fun ritual and break from like the grind of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me, so like, how did this become your career then? What were you doing before? What does work life look like now? Yes. Yeah, so I was working for a nonprofit that I really loved. And when I got married, I moved to Florida because that's where my husband was stationed. And I just assumed that I was going to have to stop working for the nonprofit. But they were like, why don't you work from home? And I was like, perfect. Love that. And so I started, I was working from home, still working for the nonprofit. And I was in the marketing department of the nonprofit is like the online marketing. And so I was part of the blog that they had and social media outreach. And so I started my own blog kind of just to like know more about like what a blog is. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we trying to accomplish here? I should yeah. probably have my own blogs just so I can like poke around. Uh -huh. And I decided to make it a food blog. So it really started out as like my stumblings in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And um, because I was connected, I started to get connected to so many people through my nonprofit work that were bloggers, authors, speakers. They started sharing my blog and they started sharing my Instagram. And so then from there, probably like two years in, my blog changed from like stumblings in the kitchen and, you know, chaos in the kitchen to well, you all, I like, I, I found out how to cook. Let me show you how. And so it became more like recipe driven and here's how to do, you know, here's how to do this. Here's how to do that. And then, um, and then an agent asked me if I would like to write a book and I was like, okay. So I end up leaving my nonprofit job and like putting all the eggs in the 
cooking basket, as you will. My gosh. Um, I have heard that writing a cookbook is very hard because not only are you like writing, but you are recipe testing. Is that... Oh my gosh. It is so hard. It is so hard. And I have written... So my first book was Come and Eat and it's um, a trade book. It's like a not... It's a, it's a nonfiction book that's more like a food memoir. <laughs> so there's many words. Like it's it's a non, you know, it's a food memoir. It is, it is my story of falling in love with cooking. So I've written one of those books. Then I wrote a cookbook, fast forward several years later, and I write this cookbook. And I was like, this book is going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, writing a book is hard enough. Like writing a book is so hard. And then you have to put into it like the recipe testing and creating the recipes and the food photography and the food styling and the layout of the book matters so much because you know, people need to be able to like use it as a cookbook. And it was so much. That is so much. Also, I did not realize that you had written a food food memoir. That is my favorite category of book. Like if you ask me any day of the week, what kind of book do you want to read? I'm like a food memoir. And if it takes place, if it has any travel aspect, I'm like, I'm so in. Oh, same. I love a food memoir. They're my favorite. Because you feel, you kind of feel like you got a stamp on your passport in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're like, I traveled, I ate. It was great. It was great. It was great. (laughs) Um, Okay. I love that. I love that. So I want to get like, as a person who's been in my shoes, I'm going to not say our shoes. I'm going to assume better of my community and assume that they are not as... uh, they don't struggle quite as much as I do. Um, But for people who are in my shoes, where is a good place to get started? If we're like, I want to learn to cook or I'm going to go into Thai takeout (laughs) debt, um, where do we start? So that's a great question because I wrote the book for someone who literally was saying like, where do I start? And back in... 2020, right when the pandemic happened, you know, everybody was staying at home. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, I like restaurants were closed, you know, and all of a sudden all these people were like, sourdough. Had a, yeah. Yeah. yeah sourdough, <laughs> sourdough started. And so I actually ended up creating an online class that taught people how to cook. It was like the everyday kitchen masterclass and it was five weeks. And we, every week we learned a lesson and then we made recipes that reinforced that lesson. And then the next week we would learn another lesson and make recipes that built on both weeks. And so we just, so until you got to the end where you created a recipe that like was using all of the techniques or tips or hacks that you learned. And I, it was just like building on each other. And so that's actually how I end up writing the cook's book. So you could literally go from beginning to end through the cook's book. And it's like, here, for, here's your first building block, like learn this. Now let's make a recipe that like I, the first thing that we really learn about is salt. And one of the recipes we make is guacamole and we make it without the salt. Like I'm like, make it without the salt and take like, so that you are like tasting through the experience. And there's all like fun tips throughout the book. Like, you know, try this with that or do this with this, with your knife or with that or whatever it is. And so you're just not, you're not just cooking. You're actually learning the art of cooking. I love that. I'm very sad I missed your class. Um, I was very pregnant during the pandemic. <laughs> during the oh beginning of the pre- I guess I was I was newly pregnant in the beginning of it. So I maybe wasn't the best like candidate. Um, I was like asleep <laughs> and nauseous. But uh, that's so cool. That's so. Do you still teach the course? 
Yes, I do. I, I release the course at the end of every year and people are able to go through it. And it has like all these on-demand videos of me making the recipe. So really like people make the recipe alongside me and we do fun things like taste our salt make salsa. Really cool. That's really cool. Okay. I love that. Okay. So, I mean, really what we need, everyone needs your book. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, But starting, so like seasoning, is that a good place to, to start? Yes, that is. So the first two things that I really teach in the book is seasoning and using things like salt and other um, herbs and spices. And then the second thing that we really talk about is, you know, you know, when you watch the food shows and they're always like, taste as you go, taste as you go, like all the time. I'm like, yes, but also we need to use all of our other senses that are available to us. So like I teach the salt aspect and then I teach like, how do we use our sense of um, smell, sight, touch, sound to also know how to be a good cook in the kitchen. Like when you put a piece of chicken breast in the pan and you hear that sizzle, like, you know, your pan is properly heated. Or if you squeeze a lemon and you're like, okay, this lemon is really soft, which means it's probably extra juicy, which means if a recipe calls for a whole lemon, maybe you don't need to use a whole of your lemon because it's that juicy. Interesting. Okay, okay. Talk to me about the difference between, or the progression, I guess, from reading a recipe to like knowing how to cook. Is cooking through a cookbook like because I feel like I've I've I I can follow a recipe I can make something that tastes good usually yeah. I did actually okay this is the perfect time to tell this so my husband is in charge of food in our house I yeah. I tried for a long time was like he loves to cook and he's really good at it so I'm like you go you okay. like he does meal planning he does the shopping he does he does the food I do other things um, <laughs> but he the other night the girl my my girls I've toddlers who are just about to turn three and they wanted to cuddle with Dada on the couch. And so I was like, okay, I'll make, I'll make dinner. And I was making grilled cheese. I can make grilled <laughs> cheese. Okay. I have to say, I know how to make grilled cheese. I've made it a million times, just like not lately. And so I was using a different pan, like a little pan and something about the little pan, cause it was just like less cleanup. Something about the little pan kind of threw me off. And like, I was trying to like trying to be a little extra fancy about the way I flipped it. I was trying not to get cheese everywhere. Somehow in this, I end up, I'm also cooking on a new stove. I hadn't, I hadn't cooked on the stove yet. And so it got way hotter, way faster in this pan and the stove. So I ended up just absolutely destroying the first grilled cheese. Like it was black on one side. Like you couldn't scrape it. My toddlers were not going to eat it. So I threw that away and was like hoping that they couldn't smell it, that they just like weren't noticing what was happening behind them. Um, And then, so I'm making the second grilled cheese and I'm like just a little bit distracted, a little bit like discombobulated because of the black grilled cheese for the first one. (laughs) And because I have this really little pan, I ended up setting it down on our plastic cutting board (gasps) and like not even thinking about it. And like, I've never done something like this before. Like I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. And then I'm like, oh, 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 and I go to like pick it up and it's stuck because it like melted on there. Oh, I, no. I mean, we salvaged the pan, threw away the cutting board. It was a whole thing. But I'm like, man, I'm bad at this. I am out of practice. Uh, <laughs> oh, all, of that, so all of that, all of that So like, how do you, like, I can generally though make a recipe and have it taste 
pretty good. I think I just have never been able to gain enough skills that I could do it without a recipe telling me exactly what to do. Like, is that part of... How do we get from one to the other, I guess, is my question. Oh, yes. I think that's a great question because I... So I did end up cooking through that whole cookbook. And then I got another cookbook. And I was like, I'm really getting the hang of this. Like, I was like, I love this. I feel like I'm getting the hang of it. And then I... But I was still like pretty frequently burning things. Or like pretty frequently... Like I over... I severely oversalted some vegetables. And I was like, but the recipe said... Like what? I'm like, what what are we doing? (laughs) I just was like, how... How am I like, how have I cooked through a whole cookbook? How have I been cooking for going into two years? And I still wouldn't know what to do if something went wrong. Yeah. And I was like, there's gotta be, there's, there's another, there's gotta be another like step here. It, it can't just be reading a recipe. So what I decided or what I realized is I had become a really good recipe reader, but maybe I had not actually learned like the science of cooking. And so when a recipe said something and, you know, like maybe it says cook your chicken in the pan for six minutes on the first side. And I can clearly see that the chicken is burning, but I'm like, <laughs> no, but the recipe says six It has minutes. not been six minutes. Yes. Yeah, it's like, it hasn't been six minutes or whatever it is. And so I was like, okay, I want, what I want to do is I want to learn a few um, techniques, a few like tips, tricks about cooking. And then I think that if I have those in my like cooking tool belt, I can probably know how to like appropriately read a recipe. Again, like like if it calls for chicken breast, but I have chicken thighs. Or if it says we actually, there's a whole section in the book that goes through testing your oven and your stovetop to know how hot and cold they, cold they burn or heat. Because that's the thing we've like, Jeremy and I have lived in so many different houses and every stove is different. Like every stove is different. So every time I move into, like every time I'm in my new kitchen, the first thing I do is I test the oven, which you test with bacon, which is delicious. Or if you're a vegetarian, I have a baked potato option and you can test it that way. And then the same with the stove. I test, I have like a water test that I do with the stovetop. And so I know like, okay, the recipe says six minutes. My stove, my, my current stove burns so hot, so fast. So I'm like either knowing that I need to flip the chicken sooner or when it says, medium high heat, I always know like I'm on medium heat. Like this thing is too, this thing's too hot. I'm never turning it to medium high. I am so justified in this moment. I'm like, okay, my first time on a new stove, that was oh. not my fault. <laughs> oh no, no, it is so tricky. Especially if you have been cooking with the same stove for a while, then yeah. and you're, you just, you automatically learn like, I flip the grilled cheese in three minutes mm-hmm. or however long it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's kind of where I, that's where that shift came for me. So once I like learned all those and I teach them in the cook's book, then I'm like, that's where you go beyond recipe reading. That's where you're like, okay, I know what to do now. Or I'm reading this recipe and, you know, something I say in the cook's book is the recipe creator. So for example, at me creating, like, I don't know how hot your stove runs. I don't know what kind of salt you use. I don't know if you like spicy food or not spicy food. But if you know those things, then when you read my recipe, you can adjust for what you know you're doing in your own kitchen with your own tools. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 